Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And a welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by G3. You've got grain to sell? We're buying. G3 in Saskatchewan is open for business and wants to buy your grain. Find a G3 elevator near you today at g3smarter.ca. Today we talk about seeding this spring after a rainfall report yesterday said spring 2020 is one of the driest on record. We talk with officials in the southeast and near Saskatoon. As well, the province announces $28 million this year for rural road improvement. We have the final figures on hail damage to crops this past year and a look at cattle prices during the past week. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And Canadian Hail Agencies, providing you hail insurance for 25 years. Contact your broker today to see why Canadian hail adjusters are voted the best in the industry. Environment Canada says parts of southeast Saskatchewan are having their driest spring on record. Moisture in March, April and May in Regina was only 24 millimeters. That's 75% below normal, the fourth driest on record in Regina. Moose Jaw had its fourth driest spring ever, while Yorkton had its sixth driest March, April and May. At Estevan in the southeast, it's the driest on record in 89 years, at 31 millimeters or just 30% of normal. The crop extension specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, says there are pockets in the southeast where moisture is not a big concern this spring. She says seeding is nearing completion. From the stats that I'm hearing out of our crop report, I believe some of the areas are 90% done. And I know for a fact in some areas, a lot of gentlemen are already done. A lot of our producers have been going at it here since, you know, the middle part of April, and they're done. They're, they've, the seeding equipment is, is parked, and they've now got the sprayers out, and they're going hot and heavy after their wheat populations. How's soil moisture? This is really funny because it's so variable. I live in the Glen Avon area, and we've had some beautiful rains come through. Last week, in fact, we had rains on Friday night, uh, Thursday night, and even yesterday we had a brief shower come through. We are in really good shape here, but I'm hearing that things are real dry in Estevan area and even uh, south of Weyburn once again. And there's a pocket, I believe, just northeast of Weyburn, too, that they're showing pretty dry. But here where I live, uh, our, our soil moisture is really good. But as it's, it sounds like it's going to be another one of those years where the, the storms are going to pass through in certain areas and they're going to be blessed with the moisture and other people are going to be frustrated and maybe not get what they really need. How are crops looking in your area? The ones that I'm seeing are looking really good. We did have, unfortunately, a, a frost come through here last week, uh, Thursday night. It got down. We I woke up Friday morning to frost on my windshield here in Glen Avon. It unfortunately tinged. You can see some of the little canola plants that were up, the, just at the cotyledon edges. There's some browning, so it did some damage there. You'll see a little bit of discoloration in, in some of the cereals, but... We have got, I was driving around in the Lampman area last week in, in Stoughton and in, in, in that spot, and we've got peas up probably 
four, five leaf stage already. In my own personal garden, I have some peas that are at the seventh and eighth leaf stage. We have some crops that are looking really, really good down here. I don't think anyone has any complaints on that unless, like I said, in some of these pockets down by Estevan where it's been so dry, they're maybe not getting the germination. But in my neck of the woods, things look really good. So you think that some areas obviously will need some rain. How are pastures looking? I can tell you right now in the Glen Avon area where I go to walk my dogs every day, there's a, there's a pasture, and it is just beautiful. The, the, there's some alfalfa fields over in that Lampman area. I mean, I would be smiling if I was the producers that own those fields. The, the alfalfa has come up. It, it, it was about the, over a foot tall last week when we drove by some fields on Friday. So there are, once again, pockets where, where things are just beautiful. There's a lot of cattle out on the pastures in this down here in the southeast. And right now, things are looking good, and I'm just hoping, like I said, those pockets that have, the moisture is missed, I see that by our forecast that we're talking about rain for, for coming in next weekend, I'm hoping that maybe those spots will get hit by some and that everybody can be smiling as much as we are over around here in Glen Avon. So if current moisture is 58% of normal and the 25th driest on record, precipitation in Saskatoon was 22% below normal. This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. The Saskatchewan government has announced $28 million to improve rural roads in 36 rural municipalities this year. The provincial funding will cover up to 50% of total project costs to a maximum of $500,000. This is the first year of a three-year plan with the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities to improve 100 rural roads through the Rural Integrated Roads for Growth program. SARM President Ray Orb says many rural roads are in dire need of investments for improvement. You know, Jim, we're really pleased about that. Um, You know, we've been pushing pretty hard, uh, you know, uh, trying to convince the province that we need more funding for rural roads. You know, a big part of our uh, provincial economy comes from the rural areas and if we don't have good infrastructure out there well you know what we just um, we're not going to be able to do it so for uh, the present and for the future years ahead we're glad that we're getting this money. Is this enough? It's 28 million dollars over three years for 100 rural roads. Yeah well, you know it's uh, it's uh, it's a very good step forward it uh, you know will will complement uh, you know what we've been able to do up till now. Uh, you know we're, we know there's uh, there's federal infrastructure funding out there, uh, and there will be more coming. But uh, this is a really good step uh, and really help us a lot right now. How bad are rural roads? What is the condition like? Well, you know they vary, Jim. We have some roads that are in very good condition, um, and, but we have some that are you know in a in a state of disrepair. Uh, you know, especially during years when you have a lot of flooding, we have bad roads, spring frosts, you know, um, frost boils and things like that are always an issue. So it varies. Uh, right now, you know, a good part of the green belt is dry. So uh, that has an adverse effect as well. But we have a lot of traffic out there. You know, agriculture uh, is not slowing down. Farmers are out there either still struggling trying to get some of their crops off or seeding. And uh, at the same time, they're hauling grain, you know, to uh, to grain elevators to try and pay the bills. So uh, things are really busy out there right now. And the money is sorely needed. You'd like to see more? Money is sorely, you know, it's sorely needed. I always like to see more, but uh, we're glad that we're getting this money now. We always appreciate that, and uh, we can put it to good use, that's for sure. The $28 million announced by the Saskatchewan government is for the year 2020. 
Ray Orba is the president of SARM. Farmers in the Saskatoon region are still enjoying the benefits of a well-timed rain almost two weeks ago on May 20th. Gaylord Dennis is the location manager for Rack Petroleum about 60 kilometers west of Saskatoon. Rainfall amounts ranged from eight-tenths of an inch to two and a half inches. That's made a big difference for crop emergence. Some of the wheat, uh, you know, I've drove by at the two, three leaf stage out of some of the early stuff seeded and peas and lentils look fabulous. So uh, that rain that we did get on the 20th, that's what's helped all that since and this and sped it up. There are a few exceptions in canola crops that received a large downpour. Where the two and a half inches came and guys that had canola planted, they're slightly concerned and monitoring for packing. Um, They're worried about maybe a little bit too much crust on there. But I have heard that uh, the canola seems to be wiggling through on a bit of a different angle, but coming through. So uh, that's something that they're watching. Dennis says everyone is hoping the wind will eventually diminish. Well, obviously, if guys were wanting to spray, it would be uh, slowing that process up. But uh, most guys are just wrapping up seeding, like over the weekend, and be looking at doing some pulses here this week. So I'm hoping by the next day or two, this wind goes away. Uh, naturally, it's drying out the topsoil. That's not good stuff. And then there is some lighter land that's been sifting. Um, haven't heard of any crops being sawed off by the dust, so that's good so far. No major insect issues yet, but monitoring continues. I haven't heard of any any flea beetle issues uh, as of yet. Uh, That would be the one I'd be worried about. That and also cutworms. uh, That'll be something I'll be watching for very intently because there's uh, quite a few lentils in the area this year. Um, But most of the canola is just nicely coming out of the ground. So I'm suspecting, and the wind doesn't help with flea beetle activity as well. That kind of slows it up. But uh, those two insects in particular will be monitored pretty closely over the next couple weeks. Gaylord Dennis is with Rack Petroleum in Purdue. He estimates about 90% of seeding is done in his area, with only some late canola, cereals, and corn remaining. This is your Real Agriculture Update brought to you by the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. Stay on top of farm management issues year-round at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I'm joined right now by the Executive Director of the Canadian Plant Technology Agency, CPTA. It is Lauren Hadley. So I, I love a good spy novel. I, you know, I like a, a good narrative about espionage. Lauren, I've been kind of following some of your tweets and some stories that have been written about some genetics that peop- some, some groups in Kazakhstan have a very keen interest in. What, what exactly is going on here? Well, I think at first we put a, put a few uh, things around this. One is we should all be aware that anything that grows well at Regina is going to grow well at Kazakhstan. Secondly, Kazakhstan is going, uh, needs new technology. They need new genetics. So what they're seeking to do is get a hold of Canadian development genetics that are proven to be successful at Regina and Lethbridge and Winnipeg and take those finished varieties and grow them for the benefit of their economy. What CPTA is concerned about is our members have agreements on where they can and cannot put genetics that they get from public institutions like Agri-Food Canada and the universities. So they didn't say to the Kazakhs, you can have these genetics because they simply don't have the right to do it. Our members, our seed companies, do not have the right, unless they've signed a document, to put Canadian genetics in other countries as a finished variety. So, have so they, they can't have, do it. Yeah, so have they been phoning 
independent seed dealers, like people that retail to farmers and trying to get these genetics exported into the country? Or how, how exactly are they trying to obtain the varieties? You bet. So they started by writing letters to all of the major seed companies and some of these institutions, and they got the answer back that no, in fact, we don't have the right to send this stuff over there. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of details, but they don't. So instead of just taking you know, an honest no for an answer, what they've done is they've hired various companies and various operatives to phone and misrepresent who they are. So these agents of the Kazakhstanis will phone a seed grower and say, I need a truckload of variety X, uh, and I can't get any close by to where my client is. And you know, so my client may be a farmer in Alberta, and I'm phoning into Saskatchewan to get a variety. And that's what they've done. They've never been straightforward in the recent times with saying, yeah, we want to export this to Kazakhstan. It's all about we're just buying on behalf of somebody. They're, they're essentially setting themselves up as, as seed brokers for a farmer in the next province. And that's where they're at. And they've made lots of calls. Uh, they, they're sort of come and go as, as the Kazakhs find new people to act on their behalf. There have been direct answers to them but they really haven't accepted those answers. So we know, even though our members have tried hard, that we expect that, that some people have been caught in these uh, false approaches, and there's probably some seed from Canadian, leading Canadian genetics gone to Kazakhstan. Are they mainly focused on soybeans? No, they're focused on, they're focused on public varieties, number one, and then they're focused on cereals, pulses are the, the two we've seen the most activity in. What have, I, I'm sure you've had discussions about this with some people in Ag Canada. What is, the, what is Ag Canada saying about this? So it's a concern to Ag Canada. Uh, Ag Canada is in the business of developing varieties for Canadian agriculture. Um, they're the ones that if... Uh, if this was an, a permissible thing, they would have licensed it to some company to do. But at this point, Ag Canada has made the decision that it's not something they, where they want their varieties going there, and so they haven't. Um, Ag Canada has been very clear that, that it's a concern to them. I'm not sure they have a full policy yet, because frankly, this is a pretty public thing. To be honest, Sean, one of the challenges is with this particular thing, even though we talk about it being sort of a, a covert thing, is the Kazakhs have basically uh, tried to negotiate in public. Uh, when they were told no, they went immediately went public with, we need this stuff and you should supply it to us. Well, that's not the way genetics are traded. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Whether you're out in the barns or working in the fields, you can stay on top of farm management issues with the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. We talk about human resources. We can attract the right candidates and that doesn't have to come at a high cost. We cover succession planning. It doesn't matter if the next generation is ready if the senior generation isn't. We talk about financial management. Number one, profits is your kingdom. Number two, cash is king. You can find all episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or mindyourfarmbusiness.com. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seeding with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. 
and brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, sunny sky, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the high 26, the low 11. For Wednesday, clearing sky, wind west 40 gusting to 60, the high 24, the low 9. Thursday, sunny and windy, the high 22, the low 7. Friday, sunny, the high 25, the low 14. Saturday, cloudy, 60%, chance of showers and windy, the high 23, the low 13. Sunday, cloudy, 60%, chance of showers, the high 19, the low 10. Monday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 17. Normal high for this date, 22 degrees. The normal low is 8 degrees. The sun rose at 4.51 this morning. It sets at 9.02 tonight. And around the province, we have Estevan at 24, Saskatoon 22, Swift Current 20, Weyburn and Yorkton both 24. Regina, there's some sunshine. It's 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 50. Humidity 31%, the barometer 100.9. Sunny and Moose Jaw 24, winds for west-northwest 33, gusting to 50. Once again, Regina, sunny 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com, and Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. SMHI crop hail insurance at cost. Online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. SMHI.ca. The final tally on crop hail damage last year shows Saskatchewan was hit hardest. The president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association, Rick Omolchenko, says member companies paid $242 million on over 16,000 crop damage claims. 2019 was uh, proved to be a, quite a year. The numbers this year, they had, you know, the overall numbers in Saskatchewan was a 95% loss uh, ratio compared to 66 from the year before. So, yeah, it was a heavier loss year than the previous 2018. How did the other two provinces do, Alberta and Manitoba? Uh, Alberta and Manitoba were right up there too. Uh, Alberta was at about a 90% loss ratio and the previous year was 42.5 and Manitoba was about an 85% loss ratio and the year before was 81.5 so it didn't change too much. They got hit a couple times in a row there. But Saskatchewan was hit hardest. Tell me a little bit about the total payout last year. Yeah, the total payout last year was, you know, we covered for $6.5 billion in crops and are uh, paid about $242 million, which is a, kind of about 16,000 claims. How does that compare with other years? It's The claims were up for the other years. Uh, it was a kind of a storm year that carried on throughout the whole year, and, and but it was up for other, compared to other years. And harvest was a challenge as well? Very much so. You know, the not only the storms delayed some crops and, you know, things tried to catch up, but then the snow came early and uh, a lot of things were wet and farmers couldn't get in the fields. So there was a lot of harvesting going on this spring and trying to catch up from last year. What is farmer interest like in 2020 for hail insurance? 
Well, it seems things caught up very well. Uh, there, it looked like it was going to be slow because there was, there was a lot of harvest in certain areas that had to uh, be taken off. Uh, there's still, you know, in that northeast of Edmonton, there's still, they've got another wet spell just came through. So they're not doing too well. But overall, Saskatchewan's looking pretty good. Things are catching up with the heat, even though it seems like it hasn't been that warm. But uh, crops are catching up and, and seeding's right on track or maybe even a little ahead of schedule of last year. How is COVID-19 affecting the hail insurance business? Well, we're taking all the precautions that we can. Uh, we're, you know, practicing all the government guidelines and, and uh, each company is putting on their own uh, disinfecting and all that kind of stuff to keep their agents and uh, adjusters healthy and the farmers healthy. Rick Omolchenko is the president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association. Back in a moment. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were showing some mixed results this past week. Provincial cattle specialist Leah Clark says most steer prices were showing upward movement. Feeder steer prices were steady to higher this week with the six to seven weight steers increasing $3.50 per hundredweight to $2.10 per hundredweight. The seven to eight pound steers increased $4.45 per hundredweight compared with last week to average $192.70. The 8 to 900 pound steers increased 33 cents over last week to average $174.50. All other weight categories were not reported last week just because of limited volumes. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices for the 4 to 500 pound heifers experienced a price reduction of 37 cents per hundred weight to average $201.63. There was price increase of $2.70 for the 7 to 8 weight heifers and an increase of $5.63 for the 800 plus pound heifers compared to the previous week. The average heifer price in Saskatchewan was $181.27. And what were the factors behind these price changes? You know, generally we're seeing some increases, but just limited volumes going through now. It's starting to slow like it generally does through the summer. So just we are seeing those those prices stay up, so that's good. And what were marketings? Canfax reported a total of 5,299 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan this week. This was up over 3,500 compared to the previous week, but less than 6,000 had marketed the same time last year. Year to date, in 2020, we are down 19% in our marketings in Saskatchewan. So people are holding on to those those feeder cattle. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Prices of live non-fed cattle in Alberta increased compared to the previous week on limited volume. The prices of D2 slaughter cows increased $8.52 per hundredweight to average $88.08 per hundredweight. The price of D3 slaughter cows increased $7.58 per hundredweight from the previous week to average $77.14 per hundredweight. The average price of live steers in Alberta was $144.34 per hundredweight. This was down from last week, but still maintaining some of those prices. And so what U.S. factors are influencing the cattle market? It all comes down to supply and demand again. Slaughter plants are increasing volumes, and that's where we're seeing these these live non-fed cattle increase it, price increases. 
futures markets have also increased pretty dramatically over $5 for feeder cattle. And so we're seeing lots of positive indicators in the market. Leah Clark compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose three dollars forty cents at four twenty seven zero eight. Number one red spring wheat declined two ninety eight at two fifteen twenty. The rest were unchanged. Durham two sixty six thirty nine. Feed barley one ninety three seventy one. Flax five forty three seventy nine. Lentils six thirty eight fifty. Oats two fifty nine seventeen. Yellow peas two eighty three eighty nine. And feed wheat one seventy two eighty eight. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat fell two and a half cents at five eighteen and three quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now, the latest livestock quotations. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of June 2nd. Weyburn had a regular sale last week. The butcher market is looking better and better. Hefferettes sold from $1 to $1.20. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.94. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.84. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.75. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.23 to $1.37. We didn't have enough steers to establish an accurate price quotation, but we did have a few heifers. 650 to 700 pound heifers averaged $1.67 and sold up to $1.81. 700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $1.65 and sold it to $1.89. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle. And the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 154 to 186 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,000 head, selling in a range of 152 to 183 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 19 to 26 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was up 83 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3630. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.04 cents U.S. U.S. cash reference prices are providing a mixed bag of information, with Western Corn Belt not reporting due to confidentiality, Iowa's Southern Minnesota formula unchanged on the day, and national references down by 36 cents U.S. 100 weight. Even though there is evidence that slaughter capacity is ramping up ahead of previous recovery estimates, a significant number of animals still remains backed up on farms and or unable to be delivered. The availability of live supply still overshoots current capacity limits. In terms of the formula regions, weakness in the value of the cutout is pressuring as pipelines on the meat side of the trade return more normal. Yesterday, all primal cups except bellies saw weaker values compared to the previous day, coming in lower than the average values compared to a week ago. The nearby lean hog futures contracts once again gap lower at the open. Like the cash market, the futures market has very little rationale to break out of a low trend, which will likely trade under pressure until more positive news develops. 
Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. This week has been proclaimed Mining Week across Saskatchewan. The week will include a virtual launch and activities to highlight Saskatchewan's world-class mining sector. The theme is Mining Essential to Local and Global Economies. The province says Saskatchewan's mining sector is well positioned to emerge as a leader in the provincial economic recovery from COVID-19. The mining sector promotes food security and critical resources, including clean energy to the world. Last year, Saskatchewan was the world leader in potash, providing 12.6 million tons. That's about 30% of the world's total. Saskatchewan is also the world's second largest producer of uranium, accounting for 13% of global production. Energy and Resources Minister Bronwyn Eyre says Saskatchewan is diversifying into diamonds, nickel and copper, offering a competitive royalty structure and support. Estimated exploration expenditures last year in Saskatchewan were $281 million, with more than $2.3 billion in the past decade. The mining industry in this province generated $7.4 billion in sales last year. Researchers at the U of S, Canadian Light Source, and Cornell University's College of Agriculture have shown how to create nitrogen-rich fertilizer from solid and liquid human waste. Solid human waste was heated to 500 degrees to create a charcoal, then treated it with CO2 to soak up the nitrogen-rich gas from liquid waste. The result is a solid material rich in nitrogen for crop fertilizer. On the markets, the energy and financial sectors helped Canada's main stock index push higher in late morning trading, while the loonie continued to fly higher and topped 74 cents U.S. The TSX composite index was up 115 points at 15,351. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 116 points at 25,591. The Canadian dollar traded at 74.07 cents U.S. compared with 73.37 cents Monday. The July crude oil contract was up 59 cents at $36.03 a barrel. That's the resource report.